Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Full Coverage, a podcast for beauty lovers by beauty lovers. Today, I am your host, the unprofessional, as always, beauty lover, Lindsay Kelk, and I'm joined by the exceedingly professional. Do you know what? We haven't discussed how I was going to announce you, but I think just the most professional professional podcaster, beauty expert, glasses wearer. (laughs) I mean, she's one of the most professional glasses wearers I've ever met. Emma Guns of the Emma Guns Show. Thanks, Lindsay. I take that. I take those compliments. (laughs) Well, actually, just to say, I don't like being called a beauty expert. Should we just get that on the table right now? Because I'm not. No, no. Um, I appreciate that you think of me that way. I do think of you that way. I ask you questions and you answer them with expertise. So that's enough for me. <laughs> but My own personal beauty expert. That you can have in writing. You can take that to the bank. Thanks. But beauty expert, I would always <laughs> say, because I normally double check with at least two of our esteemed colleagues before I will say something. Well, I, I'm not a beauty expert, but I have access to the really good ones. And I have by osmosis absorbed some of their expertise but I I think I always I sort of I get a bit icky when I hear people say I'm a beauty expert and I'm like oh what does that mean and you it's not that they went and did dermatology you're you're far too ethical for your own good look at you in this world where literally everyone is an expert on everything like my cat considers herself like a litter influencer you know so I think it's nice uh, when you can take a step back and say hey I just know a lot about a thing um, but so I respect that stance, Emma Guns. Excellent. Uh, but I do know you know a lot. You're, you're a person who knows a lot of things about a lot of things, and one of those things is beauty. Yeah, that doesn't okay. fit on a business card as well, though. So. No, no, fair dues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if this were a Bravo TV podcast, I would also have called you a Bravo TV expert. Now that is correct. Okay. <laughs> I would call myself a Bravo TV expert, actually. I would. This is not a question that I've alerted you to, but have you tried any of Lala's makeup line? No. From Vanderpump Rules? No. Okay. And if anyone out there is curious, I still have not received my Rinna Beauty, uh, which I (gasps) was expecting when I had Lisa Rinna on my podcast earlier this year, or even it might have been last year. It has been in the post for a long time. I'm never seeing a flipping Rinna Beauty lip kit, and I'm upset (laughs) about it. I mean, if it's anything, if the La La Beauty is anything to go by, don't be too sad. Have you don't tried it? Sad. I have, yeah. And? Yeah, I did. It's, it is what it is. Is it sticky? Um, It's very sticky. I tried one of the lip glosses. I bought some of the La La Beauty line when she was donating some of the profits to a good cause, supposedly, as Joey would say, supposedly. Um, And that was how I felt good about it um but yeah I bought the lip gloss and I think I bought a highlighter and um they were just very classic drugstore white label product yeah 
it just wasn't it just wasn't good um i did not use it more than once i think the problem with a lot of those beauty brands and i think especially someone like lala who's let's face is let's face it is absolutely genetically blessed is that you could put any god awful makeup on her and yeah. she would look incredible so you would think that the same thing is going to happen to you but unfortunately it's not it's like looking at a 90s supermodel in a Versace dress and thinking that if you put it on it's going to look the same it ain't well I'll, I'll have you know <laughs> that actually I have the uh, safety pin dress and I look fucking great in it uh, it's me and Liz Hurley you can't tell the difference you literally can't um but no that reminds me we had Jamie Greenberg on the show like right 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 back at the beginning of full coverage and she said the exact same thing because we were talking about her work with Kristen Stewart mm. and we were like oh you know that's some of the work you're most known for and she's like well it shouldn't be because it's the easiest work that I've ever done because you could literally do her face with like Crayolas and yeah. you could do it with no training and she would still look stunning. You could rub pencil sharpenings into Kristen Stewart's eyelids and she would look otherworldly. Like she and is I a beautiful, would, yeah, I would do I it too. Yeah. Would. <laughs> it weren't for the lead Without poisoning. batting an eyelid. Yeah, I would have that, Stuart. <laughs> These pencil sharpenings. I know. Um, not because, <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. I'm like I hold it all quite personally. It's a bit much, I, mean, I think. I think you're I'm a feeling... twilight person. I'm still very angry about that time I had to ask her to move out of the restaurant because um, she was stood in front of a restaurant that I was trying to get into smoking, and I didn't recognise her. And I just saw some kid smoking outside the door of Little Dom's and was like, "You're between me and my rice balls, smoker smokerson." So get out the way, and I had to be like, "Excuse me, can I get through?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, sorry." Did you take like, a tone? Did you did you take a tone with Bella? Oh yeah, I used a tone. Oh, I raised cranky. my tone with uh, with Bella Swan. She was with Chloe Sevigny as well. It was like the most hipster LA moment of my whole life. And I was like angry, angry mum at the school gates. I'm like, why are you smoking in front of the restaurant? People are trying to eat out here. I've always been really annoyed that we didn't see any celebrities when we when you took me on my magical tour of uh, Los Angeles. Oh, I saw one yesterday. Sorry. What too? <laughs> I saw Killian Murphy. No, you didn't. I saw Killian Murphy picking up sushi on the high street. Right. And then he saw me looking at him and put his mask on real quick. And I'm like, too late, Killian. Was, too it, late. was it the mask from Batman? I wish. Did it puff out some gas and did you hallucinate? <laughs> he just put a Hessian sack over his head. He was littler than I thought. And then I Googled it and it was like, he is five foot seven. So I'm like, oh, it was him. Yeah. Oh. Gorgeous though. Like gorgeous. Oh. Those cheekbones. I, I bet. Mean, you, you can put a mask on, Killian, but those cheekbones lads you're gonna know it's him you're gonna know it's him um now i now just want la sushi yeah um, sorry that's that. it's pretty good but when we went to little doms we didn't have to barge through any celebrities even though no. you, you, <laughs> yeah. even though you kind of teased who we might bump into but i didn't have direct promised. access to pancakes was it pancakes that i had that day it was Dara's flying back lemon so. and ricotta lemon and ricotta pancakes with blueberries so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good also dan levy's favorite meal at little doms again for more celebrity drop he put he did that in an interview he said that's what he always orders and I was like, me and you both, Dan, let's be friends. Yeah. Well, we'll make that happen eventually. We will. We will. Suppos supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> Honestly, it makes now, my butt Speaking clenched. of supposedly, mm. <laughs> I um, got you here to ask you questions about beauty and stuff. Go on then. Shall we do that? I, I feel like no one actually cares. Everyone's like, just keep talking about... They're not. They're like, please, for fuck's sake, get this on track. I think now. the fact that you came on my podcast and we went on a massive 20-minute segue about crocodiles means that anyone who's engaging <laughs> with this who's heard us chat before... Uh, no, I mean... They're the secret to eternal life. <laughs> I just watched Wild Things at the weekend and um, it was it was very gator-heavy. I'd forgotten. 
Is that the Denise the Richards one? Nev Campbell, Denise Richards, yeah. I've never seen that. Oh, it's so fun. Oh, you must. Um, it's so silly and campy and fun. And I wasn't very well. And I was like, I just want to watch something silly. And it was on and I had a rip-roaring good time. And yet last night when we were messaging each other, we were both watching feel-good films. Yours being Just My Luck. Just My Luck. And yeah. mine being What's Your Number? I mean, we're nothing if not on brand. That's what I know. I'm surprised I admit it. I probably have watched that film <laughs> around 100 times. And I think it was on like the 80th viewing. I finally got what they were trying to do with it because it's not well put together. No, it's not. It's not the finest example of its genre. Um, but we both went for a Chris, which I thought was nice. You went for Pine. and I went for Evans. Yeah, which is which is actually how that would go. So that worked out perfectly. Yeah, doesn't it just? Um, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, let's let's do beauty because I feel like we are going to go, <laughs> crocodiles are going to come into the conversation too quickly. We've gone crocodiles, we've gone Chris's. It's like, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Chris crocodiles. So the first thing, oh, a Criscodile. I mean, there's a mutant no one wants any part of. Um, but Criscodiles aside, which is now the name of this episode, <laughs> the Criscodiles with Emma and Lindsay. I want to ask you about the first beauty items, products that you remember. Like, what are the first memories you have of being aware of beauty stuff? Do you know what? I, when you said this, I think I've always thought about the first stuff that I bought, which, which kind of dates us back to my teens. So mm-hmm. um, the 90s, early 90s, essentially. And when you sent me this on WhatsApp earlier, I thought, for some reason I had a very vivid flashback to big bottles of palm olive shampoo on the side of the bath like 99p probably back in the day those big sort of very vivid green the color of yeah the color of um the sort of original formula fairy liquid whatever that the the American equivalent of that is I don't know or is it fairy I think we have fairy do we have we might not just like that dark green washing up liquid yep and just just sort of every week or two weeks going to the supermarket with my mum and picking up those big bottles and they probably were a litre or something we were not we were not a fancy household so that was one of the first things I think but really being excited because it smelt so clean and fresh I really loved that clean fresh feeling and that would kind of be when I was very little the Sunday night bath Oh, God, yeah. Love a Sunday night bath. Still love a Sunday night bath. <laughs> Who doesn't? Although now I'm all about a restorative magnesium flake <laughs> rather, than, rather than a budget, <laughs> basically, detergent. Um, I was going to say, at least it was palm olive at my nana's house. It was literally fairy liquid because it was like, it's all the same. It, do you know, it probably is. It probably it is. It probably was back then, yeah. But then when I used to go to the supermarket with my mum, so um, we're talking quite young, I, my mum would leave me in the beauty section while she would go and do all the boring stuff. And then I would kind of find her towards like the sweetie aisle. <laughs> yeah. It's about 45 minutes later. And I would inevitably sort of trek over there, having spent a long time deliberating between a few things that I wanted. And I remember there were years when I would just, I wanted a can of lilac hair dye. Do you remember those hair paints, the spray ones? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oof. and that, and that, I don't know how <laughs> yeah, much they, they always were. had like a drawing of a woman with very brightly coloured hair. Yeah, but it was always a cartoon, not a photo. And do you know why? Because it didn't actually work. And I, and I also, I always, I was just fascinated with those sorts of things. So I just remember those cans of hairspray dye, and yeah. then 
um I know you asked me for one and I'm now just listing it all off but I remember go nuts. distinctly seeing the adverts for CoverGirl and it was something like a lip suede or something like that and it was essentially a palette and it had like a, a dense sort of waxy eyeshadowy situation which you put on with uh, basically like an eyeshadow sponge remember when we used to use those fun things those foam applicators that were in everything yeah and then the other side was like a glossy thing that you'd put over the top and was it oh god what was the name of the the model with the someone taylor nikki, nikki taylor nikki taylor and she was the face and she wore this beautiful brown shade and so like i remember sort of bargaining with my mom being like can i have can i give you a bit of pocket money for the anyway getting at home and it just being just sludge <laughs> oh um yeah i also got suckered into cover girls marketing at that same time they had a lipstick that um alleged to renew itself when you pressed your lips together it was like yes. it has like microspheres yes. and you press your lips and it will come back and i lusted after it in tesco in yes. workshop for so long this coral color that was rancid it was like a frosted coral which was very much my jam in the 90s and eventually i saved and saved because my mom was not having it yeah and it was like five pounds or something obscene and i saved for it for ages and i ended up buying it. i remember buying it when i went ice skating with my friends from asda in doncaster the big asda um and was so excited and then got it home and was like it it does fucking nothing. You, did you apply it and then did you just like yeah it was like mm -hmm. trying to get rid of it and then yeah you... and i don't know what i thought was going to happen yeah i remember the advert it feathered and everything and then you would just press your lips yeah. together and it was freshly applied which yeah this physics would tell you that can't happen it's just not possible is it once <laughs> it's gone it's gone it can't regenerate itself on your face uh i was furious about the whole thing Mm. naturally so uh but yeah well that that does take us into the next question which is the products that defined your teen years um which i think that was definitely one of mine because it taught me that life is full of disappointments and you will be lied to consistently through the medium of advertising <laughs> uh, so that's what i learned cover girl you, you say that like someone who was who has been through that in very many ways through various through years of therapy just never given up hope really <laughs> just still just still working through it too but do you know what's quite interesting about that sort of all joking aside is that when I review products whether it's on Instagram or whatever I'm doing I always come back to that product and how and I and I still remember how disappointed I was because that money meant a lot to me I didn't have a lot of money yeah yeah, yeah. so spending that spending that money as a child basically like pocket money yeah I needed that product to do all of the things that I had believed and when it didn't so when I do talk about products actually I always have that in mind I always think people will work hard for their money people deserve to have their expectations met I don't believe in slagging off products but I do think that you should be realistic about this might not suit you if, or this is going to really work for you because. So, um, so yeah, maybe CoverGirl did 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 a wider. Yeah, did some good I mean, I think it's that. important though because that's that's always been my review criteria. It's not been like, is this amazing? Is this incredible? It's like, does it do what it says it yeah, does? Yeah, yeah. And even if I love it because of some other reason, if it doesn't do what it told me it was going to do, then I can't endorse it. I can't say you should go and spend your money on this. Or I can say it's not going to do it if you want it for this, but it's a beautiful, you know, if it's a lipstick that says it's going to last 84, 7,000 hours, um, which so many of them do these days. I just had a moisturizer that said it moisturized your body for 98 hours. I'm like, oh, fuck off. Like, <laughs> come on. Do you know what? What really, what really gets up my 
whatever is foundations that say <laughs> foundations that say last for 24 or 48 hours i'm like actually if you're marketing a foundation as long wear that's one thing but if you're talking to people who have foundation for 24 hours you need to be saying call our helpline <laughs> yeah and essential workers who might work split shifts aside and all that kind of stuff yeah. but i just think if, if you're marketing somebody to wear a foundation for 24 hours who are you talking to all of marketing need to come in and have a little chat and possibly <laughs> in the parlance of the children from about six weeks ago touch some grass like all of marketing need to get outside and like have a minute do you know what i mean like things have gone out of control and it is interesting when you think back to the claims that used to be made in the 90s like i remember it was another thing. It was always that same supermarket. It was always Tesco's in Worksop or Asda in Doncaster. And I would just stand, same as you, transfixed mm -hmm. by the beauty aisle, which is no wonder to me that we've ended up having this conversation yeah. like 35 years later. But I remember standing and I was obsessed. There were two products that I was like, these products will change my life. And it was the Charles Worthington Big Hair Range in those orange elliptical bottles. Yes. And I wanted it more than anything. And I can still smell it. Mm. I can still smell it because I remember getting it for my birthday because yeah. I could not ever have afforded that at my pocket money rate as a teenager. <laughs> pocket money rate. <laughs> a quid off my nan on Fridays. Um, they were seven ninety nine, weren't they? It was so expensive. What, liquid With hair? Wella liquid hair. Uh. Liquid hair, Wella. It was like a serum. And it claimed, I mean, I'm sure it was in some sense, but it was like a protein that bonded with your hair when you use a hairdryer on it and it made your hair feel thicker. But And, and the name was so clever because it's like, oh, liquid hair, it literally is going to give you more hair. But what mm. it actually did was, yeah, it was a temporary thickener that bonded with the heat of your hairdryer when you washed it off, it went away. But I remember both of those products being utterly convinced with no questions asked that these two products were gonna change yeah. my, like I had very thin hair, very fine thin hair as a teenager. Like even now it's still very fine, um, but with it being bleached, it, look, it has the illusion of being a lot thicker than it used to be. But I was just obsessed with getting those products. Mm -hmm. Like they were, everything to me and I don't think they made a blind bit of difference but I convinced myself that they did because I had to <laughs> to continue to live in the world that I constructed for myself yeah I had I didn't have products like that I don't think my hair was always really problematic and has been up until quite recently as any you know you know and people who follow me know I remember really clearly watching Pulp Fiction seeing Uma Thurman's nails and just and then as soon as I read or heard, probably read in a glossy magazine, to be honest, that it was Chanel Rouge Noir, I was then on not a mission to buy it for myself, but on a mission to hint repeatedly to my parents <laughs> <laughs> that I needed. I need it. Because it was like, this was going up another level. This wasn't saying I want Charles Worthington that you can get in boots or this is something I want from the supermarket. This was saying, oh, hey, I want Chanel and I remember we went on holiday and someone had left a magazine or there was a magazine in the villa that we were staying in and it had a picture of Rouge Noir and I ripped it out and I felt guilty for weeks that I basically destroyed this magazine by ripping out a picture and I showed it to my parents and I remember I think I mean we're talking when did pop fiction come out but anyway it was many many years later for my 90s yeah yeah for my for my 18th birthday so what would that oh gosh can't do 95 I got um 
I got uh, the Rouge Noir lipstick because they kind of missed the memo about the fact that it was the nail polish and not the lipstick. As parents also often want to do. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, but I eventually then got the the Rouge Noir, went booked in a manicure at a salon, and said, "I can I can I bring my own nail polish? I'm bringing Chanel." <laughs> and. <laughs> I just felt like really special. Yeah, kind of that would be great. And I don't know if you remember, I don't even know whether they've changed. I hope they have. But the brushes that used to be in the Chanel bottles were, were garbage, garbage. Yep. They were so bad that you couldn't get a good manicure out of it. I mean, you could, mm. but it was it was really tricky. So again, God, this is going to turn into like how beauty failed me. No, but I mean... But isn't that funny that we have so many of those high beauty fail me stories, but we both have at least certain points of our lives made a living off of our involvement in that. And we've um, even in amongst all of the sort of the lows, there have been those highs when you put on a foundation and it's just been seamless or yeah. um, oh God, yeah. you've used an eyeliner and it's allowed you to, because of the way the nib is designed or because of the fact that the way that the, the body of the, the pen is you've been able to finally get a feline flick we've all had those kind of lightning in a bottle moments that just make you fall in love with it because there is something really magical about beauty this is it even in between all of the sorry my cat's meowing bell bell would like to be part of this She's... i wonder now why you were laughing positive yeah we've moved on to the more positive moments bell bell has uh, many thoughts that she would like to include um but yeah they, for every wild disappointment there was also a natural collection cranberry lip balm you know that was like oh my god this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me i am in heaven and i think that was so marked for me in my teenage experience of bt2 is like those magical moments yeah. where you were like no this is i am wearing the boots daisy chain dry oil spray and this has made me the most incredible sophisticated human who's ever existed yeah um and I will say shout out to the Instagram account, Discontinued 90s, no, it's Discontinued Makeup and 90s Teen Magazines. Um, I will link them both below, but they are two fantastic Instagram accounts that I am completely obsessed with uh, because the 90s Teen Magazine in particular posts just pages, screenshots of pages from 90s Teen Mags, very often just 17. And I fully remember them when she posts them. I'm like, oh my God, I had that one. Uh, and there was one yesterday with the, it had big hair on it, which <laughs> I flipped out. And there was one that had um, the Body Shop Cornflower, the blue face mask. I just remember needing it so badly and then putting it on once and looking like a Smurf and then taking it <laughs> off and my face just being incredibly dry, but I thought it was supposed to be. So I was fine with it. But it really did like, it, it is such an important transition and such an important marker for who we are because it is you changing from being like a little kid to emulating being a grown-up or like it's an easy way to practice being a grown-up yeah I mean I I regardless of who you are I think if you the first time any female or male actually but the first time anybody puts on a red lipstick you are channeling something that you have seen so for us in our generation it would have been channeling someone like Joan Collins or even Jessica Rabbit it would have been about it would have been about that there's a much bigger story to why you are drawn to to those sorts of things. And actually I was doing a tutorial yesterday with red lipstick and I thought, actually, I now, like there used to be such a story about why I would pick a red lipstick and then I wouldn't have the confidence yeah. to wear it. And now it's completely evolved into, it's not a big thing to wear a red lipstick now. It's like, oh, it goes with my outfit or oh, I just can't be, yeah. <laughs> I've got a bit of, I don't know, something in my eye. I'm not going to put any <laughs> eye makeup on or whatever on my glasses. So it's funny how the story, the story you tell yourself around products really changes, I think, and evolves. 
Yeah. It's weird how red lipstick is so charged to me. It's mm. like of all makeup, it is the most charged product that has so much weight and emotional heft to it. Um, when it is just another color of lipstick, but we have given it that power. Uh, and I do think it's really interesting. I'm the same. I never used to wear it and I would identify it with other people and be like, well, that person wears red lipstick. Like my best friend Terry wears yeah. red lipstick or this person wears red lipstick. So I don't wear red lipstick. I'm not a red lipstick person. I couldn't wear it. It doesn't suit me, blah, blah, blah. And it was actually just like, I'd given the I'd given lipstick power, power over me. Yeah, I'd given it the power to say, you can't wear this because of what I thought other people would think. And when as soon as I took that away and was just like, oh, I like how I look in this. Um, now I wear it all the time and I don't I don't even think about it. I think once you found a formula and a shade that works for you, it you don't think about it anymore. It just becomes another option for you, which is so nice. I think the one thing about red lipstick that I still, I don't know if you have this, is that I will wear it, but wear it, it's like wearing it knowing that it will start to wear off and you just have to keep your mind on the fact that you are going to have to touch it up. And I think that's always the thing is like, I want, I want a beauty product to do what it's going to, to do, what it promises and to keep doing that until I decide to remove it or wash it out or wash it off. We're doing this on my terms, lipstick. Yes. And that's the only thing with red lipstick. And actually I was having lunch with a friend the other day and she turned up, she was wearing the most incredible red lipstick and I could not take my eyes off it. And then we were having lunch and it started to wear off, but it wore off like very evenly. And then when we finished eating, she just reapplied it. And I thought, <laughs> it's that easy. It just... Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like how dare you how dare you allow your lipstick to wear away and then just re replace it there's like no a drama. normal human yeah there's no drama here but I think sometimes you can I, I I don't know about you but I it's that thing of you know when you used to tie your hair up as a kid were you like this my hair had to be tight I didn't want my yeah, ponytail yeah, yeah. to fall out and I think it's a similar yeah, thing yeah. neuroses around around just in case I had to get into a fight you know <laughs> on my shoelaces like they had to be tightly on my feet like that kind of thing and I, I feel like I'm a little bit neurotic about things like red lipstick no thing. I think it's it's interesting to me that makeup is the only place in my life I've been able to have real boundaries <laughs> if you do not meet my expectations you will be eliminated whereas everything else in life I'm like no no it's fine be shit it's go nuts go nuts it's fine I'll work around you um, but makeup is like no food no, allergies men yeah 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 <laughs> I'll be fine yeah lactose intolerant but who doesn't like ice cream um but you give me a Charlotte Tilbury lip, uh, mascara and I will throw you out my house like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I will not allow that trash um which one? Oh, both the legendary lashes both of them just terrible legendary lashes one was the worst mascara i ever put on my face i had it on and it went all under my eyes when i got home uh this will this won't mean anything to anyone except literally emma and maybe two people but i put it on in my old flat in silver lake and i walked down to the coffee shop at the end of the road to meet my friend kevin who has been on full coverage uh lamille i met kevin at lamille uh and when i got home it was all under my face and i texted him and said why did you not tell me and he said i thought it was some editorial thing you were going for <laughs> because it was literally that bad if that had happened in the walk down to La Mille, then that's terrible. I'm really sad yeah. for you that that happened. Genuinely angry. And I tried it again another time and it was it was very bad. And the second one I didn't find to be any better, Legendary Lashes 2. Um, the Pillow Talk one, the formula is fine with me, but I hate that fucking brush. What the hell are they thinking? Don't mess with a mascara brush. We need bristles, people. I don't want it to be rubberized. None of that nonsense. I want it to separate my lashes, coat my lashes. I don't, like, stop. No, I know. There was a run on it right before lockdown. I feel like 
people did and there was that urban decay one that had a weird brush um and again it's the marketing people that need to go outside and like get a smoothie and think about themselves they're like how can we make people do something a bit different and find a reason for them to buy this um and a mask there never needs to be a funny reason to buy a mascara it just needs to be really good and there's so many amazing drugstore mascaras for me if you want me to buy a prime a premium prime priced Price premium uh, mascara these days. I I need it to literally come to my house and apply itself for me. If you want me to pay more than ten pounds for a mascara, because there's so many amazing drugstores. I agree with you. Maybelline, I think, do some of the best because they also have a really strong variety of brushes. So if I was going out today and got on the train and was like, oh god, I forgot my mascara. I would go straight into Boots and pick up a Maybelline. Love a Maybelline, love a L'Oreal. Um, I have been obsessed with the Revlon Big Bad Lash, which I don't know if that's out in the UK yet, but it's in a little stumpy red tube. It looks stumpy, but it's not really. Do we still have Revlon? Oh God, I hope so. They're, they've been really good lately. I will say credit where credit's due. Everything I've had from Revlon lately, the foundations I really liked, the colors, I think the color stays. Um, the Big Bad Lash mascara I really liked. Uh, the prismatic little four pan palettes I really liked. Nail polishes were, were a miss, but everything else I've had for them lately, I've liked. I haven't seen any Revlon products, but absolutely ages. I'm going to bring you one of those mascaras. I'm going to bring you the mascara because I like it that much. Please and it's like $8. It's really good. Yeah, the, the, um, the NARS Climax one is great, but I think you could get an equivalent, dare I yeah, say. I like it. But I, I find it messy. It's messy on the lid. Um, I love the Marc Jacobs Outlashed. Mm, yeah. I love the finish and I love the packaging is what sells me on that. And I'm mm. like, oh my God, because it just feels so luxe and gorgeous. Um, I'm obsessed with the jones road mascara i think that is that one i will pay for because i think it's genuinely one of the best mascaras i've ever used seriously genuinely yeah i bought i bought a new one for tour uh i bought that was my one indulgence because i'm like i would never pay for mascaras and i'm like wait no i need because it looks like false lashes it is huge impact and it does not move it's not waterproof but you can do a workout in it and it will not budge um so it's like for doing events and stuff I was like, it's worth getting that. I do genuinely think all of the Jones Road stuff. But yeah, of all of that line, that mascara to me, far and away the best thing that they've brought out. I wanted to love Jones Road. And actually I did a review of the the balm and I really liked it. I did really like it. And then- I'm so glad someone did. And I kept using it for a few weeks and I stopped liking it. And that's that rarely happens. If I like it, normally I stay liking it. I found it to be because if you if you have pretty good skin and you use it, it gives you that lovely sheeny shine that looks cam that looks professionally done, yeah, not it's, greasy. It's, it's it looks expensive. It looks like an expensive finish. Nailed it. Thank you. And there's all these different tones, and so essentially what it does is it's sort of like a, a veil of this a hint of sunshine or a hint of bronze or a hint of warmth that is really pleasing and it was after a while I thought I actually I really don't like this on my skin because it's mostly it's just a solid oil right it's just ultimately a solid oil balm um I I mean everyone listening to this is now being like Lindsay you slagged the whole thing off I'm like I did I was very disappointed in the initial offerings and I haven't gone back and revisited the line since they've added to it um I thought mascara aside which i genuinely genuinely cannot say enough good things about um i think the line is very 
At best, it's just really good basics. And at worst, it's super overpriced stuff you don't need. Uh, Like the glitter eyeshadows you can get from ColourPop for a fraction of the price. I found the pencils. The complexion pencils I found really hard to work with. I found them too. And that's an old, that's an ex-Bobby Brown product, which I, you know, I get, I get it. I see what you've done there. Mm. Um, But it wasn't new and exciting. I was like, oh, that's, that's a thing you used to do at the old place. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I I was just really disappointed in the line. And I don't like the emphasis on clean. I hate the emphasis on clean because I expected better of Bobby than to use a empty marketing tactic. Honestly. I don't know why. No, I tell you why. No, I tell you why. It's because we grew up. I remember like the first time I ever went into store and had like had a first job and went into House of Fraser and realized I could afford one eyeshadow from Bobby Brown. And that felt like a really big day. Yeah. Even if I did misspend that money and buy a shimmery pink eyeshadow. But it doesn't (laughs) it does not matter. It was the 2000s and everyone was doing it. I should have bought bone. I should have bought bone because that well, would have been the base know. for me look. But anyway. I used to wear the foundation. That was one of the very first premium foundations yeah. I ever, ever used because it was pale enough for me. There the weren't stick. many that were and porcelain was. No, it was the, it was the liquid. Um, uh. I used to get the, the when it, when there was just a liquid foundation um, and it was in shade porcelain and it was one of the few that was pale enough for my sad face. But I think because she was a makeup artist or is a makeup artist and yeah. it, it just looks so luxury and it was so good it it was such a good you would go to those counters and it was like being a makeup artist when you stood in front of those that was kind of the 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 beauty counter that set the standard for all future beauty counters I think I genuinely believe that because it was just such a it was like having every color crayon it was so incredible um and so yeah it is a bit to realize that now they're sort of leaning in the clean thing which isn't real yeah, it's not real. Um, no one listening to this is surprised to hear me say it. I don't make our guests say it because it's not fair, but um, it's not real. Uh, and I hate it. And if you can't qualify to me what you mean by clean by saying sustainable or vegan or cruelty free or any of those things, please don't just say clean because I won't talk to you about your thing. Just I'd say a hint to all the PRs that pitch us their guests saying they're talking about clean beauty, but those PRs have never listened to the show, as I can tell by their pitch. But that's a really good example. So you and I both bought CoverGirl products because it told us that it stood for something in your case it stood for push your lips lips together and refresh your lipstick in my it stood for defying the laws of physics yeah in my case it was you will look like nikki taylor and we were both left disappointed but they knew that people wanted to look like nikki taylor and they knew that people wanted their makeup their lipstick especially not to fade and so they they really lean into that they leverage their product based on that and now people are leveraging their products based on this idea that there's you need to be clean and no one has ever actually it's like okay let's take a few steps back from what this clean thing really means do you understand what a clean beauty product is is there actually a a definition of a clean beauty product they are implying that something dirty toxic or poisonous has been not included slash removed from the formula and that that's why you need to give them your money and yet they are not telling you what those things are Let's move on to fragrance. I want to talk to you about fragrance memories. So like, is there a scent that you, that ties into, let's call it a happy time. Let's bring it back up. Um, Is there a fragrance that ties into like a really happy time in your life? 
Okay, so I have said this many times. I'm not actually a fragrance connoisseur in any stretch of the imagination. You and I both enjoy Parks and Rec. Am I correct? Yes. And there is a great line in Parks and Rec. Uh, Amy Poehler's character, Leslie Nope, is in a restaurant. And this very much is how I am with fragrance. So she's in a fancy restaurant and she calls the waiter over and she says, please, can I have a glass of your house red wine because truthfully I can't remember the line now it's like because I can't tell the difference just bring me the cheapest one because I can't tell the difference and I feel like that a little bit with fragrance I think like, I'm not going to be somebody who swishes my swishes my fragrance around it's oh, I can I can I sense Scottish moss on a cool morning <laughs> picked at 6 a.m just before the birds started like I just I'm never going to do that I, I find all of that I remember going to a fragrance launch probably about 15 years ago and it was at Harrods. It was at the, the big perfumery Ooh. place on the top floor. I mean, I should have known that it wasn't my jam. Please come to the perfumery at nine o'clock in the morning. But um, one of the male fragrances, they were like, and this one has the intensity of a samurai sword. And I just started laughing. The idea of a fragrance being as intense as a samurai sword. I, I really would enjoy a whole episode of full coverage just deconstructing that one statement. Unless please. it's unless it's tom cruise pitching me the fragrance i just refuse to accept it like he's the only person i think who could convince me that a fragrance could have the intensity of a samurai sword because he would shout it at you Lindsay! as soon as you said it i just saw yeah i just saw tom cruise doing it like his um mission impossible rant like Lindsay, it's intense <laughs> just it's not even honestly i think it was more intense than a samurai sword tom cruise but anyway yeah we are going off on a tangent it's now the only fact <laughs> well, I mean, and if only there has there ever been a Tom Cruise scent? Has he ever, has he ever been the face of a scent? I don't Honestly, I just feel the scent of Tom Cruise is pure adrenaline. It's just the it's neat musk squeezed directly from from his adrenal glands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I think. Anyway, straight de Cruise, and that's it. That's all it is. Yeah, I was going to tell a story that maybe best, but um, so. Uh, yeah, so fragrance has never been something that I have, I, I would call myself a thick about it because I just don't get it. Like I, if I go to fragrance launches, I'll be like, oh, or I'll be like, no, that's not bad. <laughs> but that's all you should, for me, that's like 100% legit. Like, yeah. I'm not interested in grading it objectively and being like, oh, well, I very much smell the Ambroxan. Um, I'm like, no, do I like it or do I hate it? And does it remind me of an amazing time in my life or does it make me want to poke my own eyes out? Exactly. So, um, and I remember going to one of the Britney Spears fragrance launches and obviously it was a big deal because Britney, actual, actual Britney was there and we all got to have our picture taken with actual Britney and then we went to her concert, I think either that night or the night after. Oh and my God. Being, I mean, I'll let you guess from the impression that I'm about to do. Um, but we're in this, like the Dorchester Hotel. We've just met Brittany. We've all had our picture taken with her and the perfume. And then they're sort of handing it out on such. She's long gone. Um, she's upstairs in her room watching <laughs> Teletubbies or something. And we're all spritzing ourselves. And a famous UK beauty journalist go, looks at me and just goes, just what the world needs, another fruity floral. <laughs> I don't need to guess. I know who it was. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. I mean, but maybe the world does need another fruity floral. They're very popular. I believe the same uh, beauty journalist was very angry with me when I told her how much I liked Coco Mademoiselle. <laughs> I was absolutely furious. Like, took Why? me to task on it. Um, I don't know. I was, like, dead mad about it. And I was like, but it smells really nice on me. And um, I have such fond memories of 
getting it, like buying Screw it. Screw your it minimum, out. Lindsay. Yeah, it's like fuck that time you went to Paris. Like absolutely stick it up your ass. Um, but yeah, uh, I I have such a fond memory of uh, I I enjoy a fruity floral. I have really acidic skin, so a lot of as as a man in this is how I came found this out. I say this it's probably not true. So most perfumes just smell like cat piss on me. There's something in the base notes of a very very commonly used ingredient. Where are you buying your fragrances? Is it from the woman who comes around at lunch? From my cat, from Belleville. Like, um, she bottles it herself. Uh, I don't know where it's from. Um, sometimes it's a blend and sometimes it's just pure. Uh, but yeah, they, they. I went to Chanel in Paris. I was like 22, maybe 21, 22. I was, oh no, I was broke as shit. Like we went for a weekend with my boyfriend at the time and we were like, this is the most glamorous, exciting, sexy thing anyone's ever did. Like stayed in basically a garret. That was like, we're going to die in this hotel. And we were there for two days, ate like once a day because we couldn't afford to buy food. Um, but the thing I was not this going home with that was fucking perfume from Chanel. It, oh, it wasn't. These are the worst. It was for the best. It really was. But no, I went to Chanel and I was trying on the perfumes and the guy came over to help and I just sprayed number five on myself because that was the one I knew of. And he was just like, oh, and he turned his nose up at Chanel number five on me. And he was just like, it is your skin. And I was like, oh my God, my skin is wrong. And I fully believed it. It's like that Vera Wang moment in Bride Wars where it's like you don't tailor Vera Wang to you you tailor yourself to Vera Wang and he was like your skin is wrong for Chanel and I was devastated um and even though that memory was not you know even though it shouldn't have been precious it was mm-hmm. it was yeah. very precious um I also bought some long com ju- juicy tubes on the way home at oh, God, honestly felt I think like the most glamorous human who'd ever lived I had a mouth looked like a gob like I'd been <laughs> licking the chip pan for like six months I, I was obsessed with juicy tubes because I wanted my lips to look like Kylie Minogue's and someone had told me that she used um juicy tubes and also mac lip gloss so I thought well if I put that on my lips they'll look the same not obviously realizing that she has much fuller lip well I probably knew that on some level but I just wanted the gloss to be able to give me that bubble gum pout but fragrance wise I became and I'm sure lots of people of a similar age to me can probably relate to this I became what I would call somewhat obsessed with Jean-Paul Gaultier's fragrances because of that bottle and so my parents would travel a couple of times a year for work and my thing was please when you come back through duty-free please, can I have a bottle of Jean-Paul Gaultier? So obviously the first one in it was in the sort of the, the naked can. Yes. With, and you lift it up and you've got the pink uh, bottle or the, or the bottle in the shape of a woman with a corset on and with the pink juice. And then they would do all these limited editions. So there was the one with the, the lace corset and then there was the one that kind of had the red latex on. I became obsessed with that. I genuinely, if you came into my home wearing it, I wouldn't be able to smell it on you because it was so much more about the fact that it was the shape of the bottle And it was about the experience of it being this luxury thing that my parents would bring back maybe once or twice a year. And it was about the fact that it was Jean-Paul Gaultier. And at the time I was watching Euro Trash, which was a great TV program in the UK. Oh, Lola Ferrari. Exactly. We wouldn't have Victoria Silvstead if it wasn't for Euro Trash. And um, I was obsessed with him. And so I, I became absolutely transfixed actually by those bottles and I would wear it to school every day. But um, I honestly don't know as if I could tell you what it smells like, but it was a real full circle moment about 10 years ago because I went to his couture show in Paris and I met him and I had a chat with Jean-Paul Gaultier. And all I wanted to say was, oh, is <laughs> I, I kept it together and I just said, oh my God, the show was just fantastic, Jean-Paul. I forget whose mum it was 
But I remember years and years and years ago, I interviewed a very, very big star. It wasn't Brittany's mom. I don't think it was Christina's, but it was that kind of level. And I ended up getting chatting to the mom. And she was saying basically that at some point they stopped being your child because everybody has their own story and their own connection to them that, that you you yeah. don't have a part of any of that and I always that always really stuck out in my mind and I always think that about those relationships that you have with people's stuff so yeah if I tried to say to Jean-Paul Gaultier if I tried to tell him that story it would mean nothing to him because he left it like it, it's it, my connection to him is not reciprocated yeah yeah I mean at best he'll be like oh that's nice thank you and he'll get a little bit of a warm fuzzy but that's not that's not wrong. Parasocial relationships are a whole another episode of a podcast, which is probably your show and not mine. Um, <laughs> but I do genuinely find it fascinating, like when we're disappointed in a celebrity because they behaved in a way that our construct of them yes. uh, would not have. I find it genuinely fascinating how we have created this very quickly um, because we suddenly have all this access to them that we have not had before, before everyone's connection was managed and curated and storylined. A hundred percent. Someone asked me the other day and, um, I enjoy the Marvel films and you enjoy the Marvel films as well. We I love the Marvel films. Yes, exactly. And someone said to me the other day, what would you ask the cast if you got to interview the cast? And I'm, I don't want to go anywhere near that cast. My experience with those films, I want them untouched by the reality of what those people are actually like. Because to me, they are Captain America, Pepper Potts, Iron Man, Tony Stark. I do not want any of them, their reality. To, like if I meet Chris Hemsworth, I need him to go into Thor. I need him to be, yeah. become Thor. I need him to be on the whole yeah. time. So it's just best that we stay away from each other. Although I will say, I would quite like to meet Joan Collins because if it went if it went south and she slapped me and called me a stupid bitch yeah that's all I want from her no what else could you actually ask for yeah. yeah there are some people where I think it would just be like I don't think I could be disappointed by Beyonce like I don't think there's a version of meeting Beyonce where I could be like oh that didn't go as I hoped it would because I think my hopes would literally that I would be breathing in the same space as her um, I oh, have I no expectations of it. You know, like I have no expectations of what, I don't feel like I'm owed anything from Beyonce were I to meet her. She's already given you so much. She's already given me so much and asked for nothing but my money and eternal devotion, <laughs> uh, which I've given willingly. Um, but you know, whereas you meet other celebrities and you're like, oh, they're not how I thought they would be or like, that's not how I imagined it. And it can be disappointing. Mm. There, are, there, there are a few, I think, where they just probably couldn't disappoint you because their mere existence would be breathtaking i've heard that if you're going to meet a celebrity you want to meet harry styles because apparently it doesn't matter in what context you meet him in he seems to to behave perfectly so whether you're serving him in a restaurant delightful tips really well if you bump into him in the street delightful we'll have a picture we'll ask how you are just every across the entire spectrum of potential ways in which you can meet a human harry styles seems to um hit the mark every time i'm into it uh if he wants to come on the pod He's very welcome. I know he's renting a house around the corner. I've not sat outside it in my car, but I have driven by. Uh, but, you know, just to drop in a, a business card and say, come and talk to us about your upcoming beauty line. But bring, but bring it back to fragrances very quickly. So other than JPG, the other one that I was obsessed with was Agent Provocateur. Oh, that makes sense. They go hand in hand. I have, a, I have another friend who um, had the exact same scent profile as your good self because they were her two scents that she would always go for. And I love them both and they both smell like piss on me. Oh, I love the powderiness of the... I can remember what the Agent Provocateur one smells like. It's very distinctive. Oh, absolutely. I remember going in the boutique in Soho and just being like, oh my God, this is the most glamorous, most incredible smelling, most amazing. 
I love that pink and black aesthetic. I just love it. I love everything about it. I got a gift voucher as a Christmas present once from a brand and it wasn't Ajon, but it was some, and it was essentially to go and get fitted for a bra. And this is pre-breast reduction. So my choices were limited, but um, I remember just thinking it was the most thrilling thing to actually go into Ajon Provocateur as somebody who was actually going to walk out of the store with something that they bought, not just because they were looking to see what the cool people wore under their clothes. (laughs) My big regret is that they had the most incredible um bodysuit leopard print bodysuit and it must have been about 12 14 years ago and scarlett johansson wore it in an editorial daisy low wore it and it was one of those things that you'd see on people it was boned you know the one and i actually found it on ebay the other day but it was like you can't return it if the size isn't right but it was i think it was 400 pounds and you cannot get anything like it i've it's my thing now. Every day when I go online, I'm like my Google search is long sleeve leopard print bodysuit. You know, when you texted me and said, do I need a yoga unitard? I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm just saying it's a practical purchase. Like double up, you know, it's, it's day to night dressing made real. Lindsay, I'm wearing the yoga unitard as we speak. Yes. <laughs> just got my jumper on because it's chilly. Um, I'm only going to ask you two more questions because otherwise I have taken up your whole day. I don't mind. Speaking to you is like one of my favourite things. And normally we do it on WhatsApp. And I, and actually I was just thinking, we haven't actually spoken in human no, it's form been ages. for a long time. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. It was last summer. Yeah. Nuts. But soon it will be face to face, she says, touching her face as if to prove it still exists. But yes, um, we haven't spoken in ages. It's always WhatsApp, which is and because I listen to the podcast. Also, I feel like I have seen and heard you and I haven't. But I also know you don't like phone calls. No, I'm, I don't. I can't. I can't do it. I, I'm not a big fan. I just stare at it as it's ringing as if, as if I don't know how it works. How does this yeah. thing work? How would I answer what that? What is phone? I'm going to ask you what is your favorite luxury brand or product to indulge in? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And luxury obviously is totally subjective. It's like one person's luxury is another person's staple. But your own definition of luxury, what would it be? I wouldn't say there's a luxury brand because there is not a single brand in any category across any spectrum of prestige, mastige, premium, blah, 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 that I think they nail it on everything. But I would say that the product that I come back to time and again, that is there when I need it, both physically and emotionally, is the Elemis (laughs) Nourishing Milk Bath. That is definitely a moment because that smells like 
warm, fluffy, soft toweling that you would be wrapped in as a baby. And so if I'm feeling really run down, if I'm feeling really like tired and emotional, then a bath with that in, it just, it, it feels like that to me is just pure luxury because it hits a lot of notes. And it's the kind of thing that you can just have a quick bath before bed. And if you're feeling frazzled, if you're feeling, you know, that feeling when you just think I've, I've put up with a lot today and actually I feel like I'm missing a layer of skin because I feel like everyone's just taken a, I've taken a battering. I feel like it's essentially, it's a bath milk. So we're not talking about anything. <laughs> there's something about the scent. There's like, something in hell, am exactly. <laughs> if you've been flayed alive, get yourself some Elemis bath milk. But it's that thing of it. There's something about the way it makes the water feel that that is very silky and luxurious, and it makes the water feel a bit thicker. And it's just yeah. that kind of thing. That to me is just I love. It. It's so wonderful to know that that is just in the cupboard when you need yeah. it. That to me is luxury. I always forget about Elemis body products mm-hmm. um, and they're really good. Yeah, I love their body products, but they definitely would fall into luxury. And I remember when I first started on the magazine years ago, when I first started on London magazines, I should say, so like 2003, they had the, oh gosh, was it ginger and lime salt scrub? Yes, ginger and lime salt And it was scrub, in yeah. the red glass pot. It was very heavy and luxurious. Oh. That The fact that it was so limey, so it's really fresh and it cut through everything, but you had this really warming gingerness to it. And it was the one of those, one of the few exfoliators at the time actually that had real grit. So actually you'd have to mix it up because the oil and it wouldn't be like a lot of them. And so that, so God, this has turned into a bit of a loving for Elemis. I didn't intend it to be, <laughs> but that was also something where you where you'd stand in the bar or you get in the bath for like a minute or two. So you you got covered in water, stand up, scrub yourself, and then get back in and let all the crystals dissolve and let the oil um, scent the water. And again, I love those little scrubs. things. Yeah. Yeah, no, those scrubs to me. And it's one of those things that I never take the time to do for myself. And I love it when I do, because yeah, same, the um, the two that do it for me on that one is the Sanctuary Hot Scrub. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they even still make that. I think they probably do, but it used to be warming. Like when you rubbed it on your skin, it would be warming. And I loved that smell. And it was... My mom always used to buy me sanctuary like when I was a teenager that it was so exciting um and I don't know if you know this <laughs> everyone listening is like don't you dare but I happen to be a Peloton user and um when I was doing a ride recently they just moved into their new headquarters in London and it's it's the old sanctuary yeah they've taken over the sanctuary and I and they mentioned it and one of the instructors was like oh apparently this used to be a spark or the sanctuary and I legitimately like stopped pedaling and I was like oh my god because the sanctuary in the 90s was like the height of sophisticated luxury and I remember being growing up in Doncaster and reading all about it in the magazines and thinking like one day I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna sit in that swing over the pool and like maybe I'll take my mom and it will be so glamorous and exciting and obviously like that wasn't possible for me but the products were and she would buy me the products for Christmas and I love that smell I still find it like so reassuring did you ever go to the sanctuary and sit in the swing no I never got to go and by the time it was possible for me it was no longer available um so I was really sad I did go did you sit in the swing didn't well the thing is I went in and it was very much like 
wasn't what I was expecting. It was actually, I remember coming away from it thinking, that's not very luxurious. It was a little bit like when you go to your sort your local swimming baths and you've got like a thing that you put a key, <laughs> a thing, yes. like a bracelet and you've got a key on the bracelet. Love a bracelet have, with a key. Yeah. So it didn't feel very luxurious. And I didn't see the big sort of area with the swing and the pool and everything. But I went there because I was having acupuncture and I was having, oh. I think it was facial acupuncture. Well, the, and I'll tell you the story. So I'm in the middle of the session and I've got needles and I'm lying on my back. So I've got needles in my head. Yeah. And I think across my chest actually. And um, the fire alarm goes off. (laughs) So the therapist leans down and says, so we've got a couple of choices. We can finish the treatment now and I'll remove the needles and we'll exit in an orderly fashion or we can leave them in and we can go and stand on the fire escape <laughs> i chose option one yeah um you, yeah you're not pinhead this is not hellraiser we're not going to stand on a fire escape with our needles in i don't think that would be that soothing i don't people think people panicking help. and rushing <laughs> no i love that she maintained her composure that was that's very impressive yeah no she was she was very good but i was like no no this this ends now <laughs> let's yeah let's get these fuckers out <laughs> let's just put a big magnet over my head and just in one just in one um no i was never got to go that's very sad but now i don't feel so bad about it so thank you um and then the other scrub that i love which you can still get i believe is the bliss eucalyptus scrub the bliss is that the one that goes ice cold scrub. on your skin yeah and it's the same you're supposed to put it on dry and it gives you a real invigorating it will take off you would need the elemis bath after it really because <laughs> it really does sort you out but it's so invigorating and it goes on and you, it, you get a physical sensation from the eucalyptus and the menthol in it um, and then you shower it off afterwards but i always felt incredible after using that yeah, and i yeah. love the smell of eucalyptus and menthol um but again it's 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 all luxury i mean bliss is I found it's interesting the repositioning of it where it I don't know where it is in the UK now but um it moved in the US moved into Target oh I have no idea where it is I don't even know if it still is yeah it's kind of repositioned itself more to mid-tier uh lower lower end luxury if that makes sense uh it's in Target I think maybe Ulta as well but much more affordable but the same products and then a few more brand extensions and I actually really like everything they've brought out um but that scrub was just oh I loved it Mm. so my next question and my final question is high street what are your fave high street treats can i be basic <laughs> yeah because it doesn't even need to be a treat it's just like you know what what is a high street staple to you can't believe i've asked permission i'll tell you what my my thing is that i get really excited about doing is going to boots every uh month and stocking up on my nail products and so that will be making sure I've got, I buy two packs of the cheapest nail files at a pound for two, because I hate a blunt nail file. Cannot stand it. When you want a nail file and then you go and grab it and it's got no more um, whatever on it. And, and then the four way buffer, because I like doing that. So I get one for my feet, one for my hands and cuticle oil, but I tend to get that from NAF, which is really good, the NAF salons. And that's just my thing. It's like a little bit of a ritual. Like I really like popping into boots and I go and get those nail files, the four-way buffer, I go and stock up on, I get two for nine pounds of the Clairol Root Touch-Up in medium golden brown. And 
I probably buy some soft tissues, like for blowing my my sweet little nose. Get some soft tissues. Yeah, I like some balsam <laughs> tissues, so I don't so I don't drag the skin on my face. And I probably also just go and stock up on the bog standard paracetamol and aspirin. But that I mean I know we're sort of veering off away from beauty here, but um, oh, not at all, because that's that's ultimate self care. Do you know how long I spent perusing the fucking vitamins in CVS last week? I was like, I believe I will read the marketing materials on all of your supplements thank you sir and i was there for a good 20 minutes choosing between vitamin d yeah. uh, and it, it's all the same and none of it works if you don't have the right things to absorb into your body you just wear it all out but i still knowing that still spent 20 minutes reading all the packages i agree with you but i also think going in and just knowing regularly because there's nothing worse than feeling terrible going to the medicine cabinet and realizing that you've run out of Solpidine Plus, which is an essential when I Never feel happens in this a, a migraine coming along. Paracetamol, ibuprofen and aspirin. So I always, it's kind of a thing of just like, just topping those things up. And I never buy the expensive brand ones. I always buy the box standard, like 21p for... Yeah, because that's what you get in a hospital. Someone told me ages ago. So don't buy the branded stuff. Oh, yeah. So that's my thing. And I also, so that, so my, I'll take, yeah, my little bag for life. I'll go and get my tissues, my hair dye, my nail stuff. And I'll also get... um when it's on an offer, which is usually all the time, like a two for one or a two for three pounds on Mitchum because Emma likes to sweat. <laughs> well, Lindsay does too. Uh, she also enjoys stocking up on an old deodorant. Yeah, I, I I did a stock up run recently because I'm also prepping for my trip to the UK, um, which I think I will be on my trip to the UK when this comes out. Um, I'll be in the UK. So if anyone needs anything and you see me, I have it. <laughs> so if anyone needs any Dayquil, NyQuil, uh, throat spray. But yeah, no, I uh, I like to be a little bit of a miniature traveling pharmacy. And because of the current situation, um, I also have 150 masks. Uh, nothing like, you know, being overprepared. I was a brownie. Um, I've got a forehead temperature zapper to do myself. And um, uh, for some reason, a pulse oximeter. So I can check my oxygen levels, um, you know, out. just for lols. I, I'm traveling. Um, and I want to make sure that everyone as well and also like I just found out you could buy those and I was just really keen but you to know that the first thing that's going to happen when you come around is I'm going to be like give me a chunk give me a blow on let's that let's check the oxygen levels yeah <laughs> let me let me clip that on my fingernail and check what my blood oxygen levels are oh oh it's a clip where you don't have to blow into anything oh yeah no you don't have to blow it on anything you just clip it on your finger although that does cause me a bit of a problem with getting a gel manicure because I might have to be like do everything apart from my first finger on my right hand um, because I need that to check my blood oxygen levels on a daily basis Christ, God. but you know there's nothing like being well prepared is there that's the thing better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it exactly and it was that or like another 24 lipsticks and I've got all of the lipsticks. But you did buy a lipstick, didn't you? What lipstick did you buy? Yeah, I did. I bought the um, L'Oreal Rouge <laughs> Signature Stain. Uh, that is, it's fascinating. It's finally made its way down to L'Oreal. It's the YSL Glossy Stain. It's the exact same formula. It's the exact, and I will like bet my life on it. Uh, it's the YSL Glossy Stain in the L'Oreal Rouge Signature. Shall we? Shall I make a placard and shall we go and stand outside L'Oreal and Hammersmith? Just stating yeah. that. Fight me. It'll just be like, fight me on it. <laughs> it's like, convince me. Convince me. The building where YSL and L'Oreal Paris share office space. We'll go I was so convinced of it. And I am such a loser that I bought the red rouge signature stain from L'Oreal and pl applied it and was so struck by it 
that I went to dig out my YSL and it had gone manky because I'd had it for literally years. The Glossy Stain is one of my all-time favorite lip products in the history of all products. Um, and I rebought the $40. I'm a monster and I have to be stopped. But I rebought the YSL Glossy Stain so that I could make up my own mind on it. And it is exactly the Did same. you do um, a scientific side-by-side -side swatch on the back of your hand? Yeah, I did an extremely scientific experiment uh, on my hand and then on my gob. But did you look at the inky list? You did not, no. did you? I mean, it was about as scientific as your friend's aunt's milkman's best mate on Facebook <laughs> who's got a lot to talk to you about his own health concerns. That's why I love the Maybelline mascaras because ultimately they come down from Longcom. Yep. Yeah. So that's what you're getting when you're buying a Maybelline mascara. Yep. Yeah, and then I'm sure Maybelline will have one of these stains within a year because yeah. now it's in L'Oreal, it will make it. Down I'll to tell you something. As soon as I see Erin Parsons use it or see Gigi Hadid <laughs> wearing it, it's going in my basket. I'm so easy. You learned nothing from Nikki Taylor. Nothing. Erin Parsons, I could watch that woman do makeup for days. She should sell you anything. She could. She could be rubbing pencil shavings into her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and you would do it too. You would do it too. That's your problem, guys. It is. It really is. It really is. Oh, dear. And then I do whatever you do. So between <laughs> us, we're in complete nightmare. Thank you so much for giving me your entire day uh, which is approximately what i've taken this has you. been such a chore no it hasn't it's been lovely it's been nice it's genuinely <laughs> been nice not to speak to you via a keep keyboard keep like it's been nice i to... know although my thumb keeps wanting to like immediately text the things i'm gonna say before i say them we've got like phantom whatsapp like i'm tapping this out in my head yeah um, but tell the nice people where they can find you you can find <laughs> me on instagram at emma guns you can find me on any good podcast platform if you search the emma gun show and, and there's a facebook group if you go into facebook and type the emma gun show slashy thing the forum you can join thousands of fellow podcast listeners who are in there every day talking about all sorts of nut stuff about uh, makeup and life and what have you I think you're in there. They're a lovely they? bunch. They are a nice bunch. I am in there. They are a nice I'm mostly a lurker, um, but they are a nice bunch. I mean, I lurk in a lot of groups. Same. Um, and I will say my lurking in your group is a much more mentally beneficial activity than lurking <laughs> in some other groups. I feel like a little bit less like I want to throw my phone out of a window when I've been in your group. It seems much more supportive and constructive than some others. It is a very supportive place, which I appreciate because um, the internet's not known for that. <laughs> it's not known for no, groups no, I know. of it's supportive mad, people coming it? together and helping each other. But that group is a, uh, considering how many people are in the group, which is a good few thousand, it's, um, it's a nice space. So come and join if you aren't a member already. Yes, uh, all the links will be in the show notes below. And all of the other links that I've said will be in the show notes will probably be in there. <laughs> I've said It'll so be many hit things. or miss on I've what said we can so remember. Many things. Yeah. <laughs> Who can be expected to be held to the things they've said in this crazy day and age? But yes, thank you uh, to Emma for joining us. Thank you to you for listening. I hope this was fun. Uh, you can join our Facebook group if you'd like. Uh, I imagine if you're listening to this, you're probably already in there. Um, but yeah, facebook.com forward slash full coverage podcast. Hit that top pin post. I lurk in there. You do. I see. You. I've seen you. I've seen you. Uh, yeah, top, hit the top pinned post uh, on our Facebook page and that will take you to the group. Uh, I'm on Instagram, at Lindsay Kelk. In fact, I'm mostly on Instagram. That's mostly where I am when I should be other places. Uh, and I'm also in England and the UK, actually, in general, because also Scotland. 
uh, on tour really soon or right now, depending on when this is. Why are you on tour? What, what's happening? What, have you got something to promote? So I've heard a rumor there's a book out. I've got a book out. I've got a new book out. I'm on tour. I've got a book. It's called On a Night Like This. Please buy it so that I can feed my cats. Um, it's my first hardback, which is really exciting, but also petrifying because I've never put out a hardback before and we don't know if people are going to buy it. Um, so yeah, it was, it's exciting. It is exciting, but it's really scary because I just, I don't know if anyone's going to buy it, but you never know if anyone's going to buy it. That's part of the fun of putting things out. I've already pre-ordered it. And so when it arrives, that's because you're great. So I've got the, the sample that the sample that got the proof that they sent me that arrived today. But um, I've, I pre-ordered the, the actual hardcover and when it arrives, it will obviously arrive when you're in the UK. So you, you've got to think about the inscription that you're going to write, my friend, because I'm going to make you sign it. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm very much thinking about the inscription sitting in your house. Lindsay Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just my first name, uh, um, one L X. Um, while listening to uh, Taylor Swift's reissue of Red, yeah, uh, the eleven minute. Maybe I'll take the entire eleven minute version of of All Too Well to think about what I really want to say in your book. Well, what I was thinking of doing actually was hiring a car, and then we would listen to the entire album on a on a that car sense. journey because that seems to be what we do with Taylor. <laughs> it's, it's what we do. It is. Oh, apologies to all those people who weren't in the back of me at 500 when we were driving through Silver Lake, blasting out all too well at the top of our lungs. Um, I thought it was a special moment, but... meant a lot to me. That's just me. Okay, as long as, long as it wasn't just me. I've been in, like, romantic relationships where I've been, like, more sure. <laughs> I was like, is this is this too much? Am I going too far? Is this, is, are we going too far with this? I don't know. That actually sounded like Taylor Swift lyrics. Is this too much? Am I going too it far? Really I know. I mean, it was a little bit. It, if she wants to write a song about it, I'm just saying I'm available. I'm, I'm around. I'm down to do it. Co-writer. Yeah. I mean, I'll even, like, I, she doesn't have to put my name on it, but if she just wants to spitball ideas... I'm around, you know, I'm around. I've got the red lipstick that she wears. I've got the Nas Dragon Girl if she wants to wear that together. Is that the one that she wears? Because I was think looking at her the other day thinking I need to buy whatever lipstick Taylor Swift wears because obviously we look identical. Thank you so much, Emma. And thank you to you for listening. And hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm going to see you when I'm on the tour. Um, not Emma. I was going to say, what the... <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you <laughs> hopefully i'll see you oh god i should really should end this um but thank you so much and we'll be back very soon with another episode bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.